Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 83 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, maybe leave us a nice review on iTunes. That would really help us out. Thanks to everyone that's joining us live in the chat. Hello to you all. We really appreciate you joining us live. If you've got any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, I bet you didn't know that this guy is actually best friends with the Rick and Morty creator, Justin Roiland. <laughs> it's Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, dude, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hanging out with uh, Justin Roiland last week at PAX playing his new uh, new game, uh, Trover Saves the Universe. I was also surprised I was friends with him in some way. <laughs> I was very, very jealous. I was very jealous you got to meet and hang out with him. That was so cool. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. And he's not that, like, he can be funny, but he can also be serious. So that's something I uh, found out. Yeah. Well, next time, maybe we should have him on the show as well, right? You can maybe hook, hook, just <laughs> maybe. give him a call. You know? <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. I love that idea. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, next up, this guy is the nonstop Energizer Bunny. Always fully charged. There's no way you're going to be able to keep up with this guy. It's VR Twitch streamer, Zimtok5. How you doing, man? You all right? I've, I've had a good week, um, but it's not often that I get on a pedestal. Except for when Twitch deletes the virtual reality category, then I'm going to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, we still have, shh, don't tell Twitch, we still have the Oculus VR category, which predated the virtual reality category. So still have a place we can call our home. All the, all the VR uh, streamers on, 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 on Twitch this week uh, kind of picked up their pitchforks at this strange, unannounced change, uh, which we're still puzzled at. And um, hopefully Twitch will formally respond. We are waiting a memo. Yeah, fingers crossed that that gets sorted. It seems such a strange move for them to do something like that, especially with like VR booming right now. You know, it, it seems like a strange thing to do, right? I'm yeah. just puzzled. It, uh, you know, it, like they, they introduced this new tagging system, which actually, to be honest, works very well, which is like you can just throw a couple tags in and discoverability was aided by that. That came in, I don't know, five months ago or something. Um, and it looks like they're just trying to tidy house. But if they are, they're not doing a great job. And someone else told me that actually Giant Bomb, uh, another site altogether, is who hosts the index that's used by Twitch. So it may not even be a Twitch change. Um, I'm yet to investigate that further, but um, that's what I've been told anyway by the old internet. But yeah, it's an well, interesting, interesting week since the last show we had. Holy cow, the amount of news. I, I am looking forward to this show. For sure, for sure. Let me introduce you to uh, our guest on this week's show. Uh, wherever you go, wherever there's a line, there will always be a voodoo <laughs> right at the front of that line. It's our German brother, Thomas, aka Voodoo DE. Welcome back to the show, dude. How are you doing? You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great sending in the first line again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine, but I think I'm still a little bit tired from all this traveling stuff, uh, PAGs and GDC, and uh, it will never stop. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's awesome. It's awesome to try all this cool new stuff and 
play the newest games and I really love that. Uh, so yes, I'm fine. <laughs> good to hear, good to hear. And you, you've had a bit of a crazier week than the rest of us because you went to GDC, like you said, and then you was home for what, one day and then you flew out to Boston to go to PAX. Yeah, that's crazy because <laughs> I had to work for one day and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's wow. just crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're the real uh, the real MVP. Uh, so Rowdy is uh, away at the moment. He's uh, getting prepared for a ceremony uh, prior to him actually getting married. So if uh, Rowdy's out there listening, best wishes from all of us. Hope everything's going well. And he should be back with us on the show next week if you're missing him. Uh, if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Mike. I'm host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. Bit of a crazy start to this week. As you can see, I'm on my phone. Uh, my internet decided to just have a meltdown. <laughs> about five minutes before the show started. But, you know, it wouldn't be an F-Reality podcast if we didn't have these uh, things to try us. But, you know, we'll soldier on, get through it. We're here for you, as always, to deliver the freshest VR news. So in this week's show, we've got a busy one for you. Like Zim said, packed full of VR goodness. We're going to be talking about the Valve Index. Is this the headset that we've all been waiting for? Well, stay tuned to find out. Then we're going to gaze towards the stars as No Man's Sky is finally getting VR support and we talk about what we know about it so far. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases for next week. And then finally, we'll discuss the news that Mario and Zelda will be coming to Nintendo Labo VR. So very exciting episode indeed. But of course, let's start the show off by finding out what everyone's been playing in the metaverse this week and their highlight of the week. Feel free to join in in the chat, by the way. Let us know what you've been playing. We always love to know. But let's uh, fire it over to Nathie first to see what he's been up to. Well, I just came home. And I'm sitting on my chair. I'm still wondering where I am because not, not long ago I was in Canada eating waffles with maple syrup in, in a beautiful, beautiful place, a fairy tale. So I like, I've been chilling so much in Canada after we went to PAX in, in Boston that that's all I remember. It's weird. <laughs> I can finally, you know, sit down and not think about VR all the time and about all the, you know, you need to know that 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 my 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 YouTube thing is my lifestyle and it's my hobby and it's my passion and it's my work. It's everything, you know. So it's like you're breeding VR, you're breeding YouTube, and you you wake up with with YouTube, you're 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 going to bed with VR. It's it's like this constant thing that never stops. So so I've been you know just sitting back and 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 relax for for a bit for like two days. It was like my my first like holiday in ages. But if we're talking about what I played, well, I mean, what you guys played basically, because we all played the same stuff at PAX. Um, yeah, yeah. The, we 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 had the opportunity to, for example, try out uh, Vacation Simulator, uh, Journey of the Gods, uh, Beat Saber. Um, this time on the on the Quest. Also, uh, what else do we have, guys? Help me out. Um trying to remember uh asgard uh, uh, yeah, there's one i was going to mention well. which yeah. we'll talk a little bit about in the releases later but um i know you, you and i both got the uh the, the hotel room demo of falcon age which i'm excited to talk oh, about yes. later yes true yeah true. um but let's say i played a lot of stuff and and i'm sure we we can share that that um you know same same adventure we had in vr if i could pick one I would say, yeah, Falcon Age for me was like a highlight of, of packs of what I played. Um, and uh, I'm also very excited for the other stuff because last episode we were only, of course, talking about the Quest and, and the Rift S. 
um, because I mean, that was the hottest thing ever the day after, you know, the valve index dropped and it was getting even crazier. Um, but on, on, at PAX, that, this is something I just want to highlight is that PlayStation VR had a couple of really cool games. Again, they had ghost giant, they had five nights at Freddy's uh, in VR. They also had Mars and Jupiter because a uh, funny story, Golem, this game that has to be coming out for such a long time now. They had an issue, so they were disappearing out of nowhere on the show floor. So I don't know what's going on with Golem, but this game has some funny, funny problems. So they replaced it with Mars and Jupiter. Um, I can tell you what happened there, Nathy, because I played it day one, and I think I'm the reason why I got pulled. Um, okay. Which is which, which is basically halfway through the demo, you've got this big old sword, um, and obviously, you know, people have been waiting to play this thing for for ages, and and now you've got the sword that just ends up hanging in the air. And then a battle that you're supposed to fight with that sword. So you're like looking at the sword, looking at the guy you're com- competing against, and you're like, "What am I supposed to do now?" Then, so um, you know, I think that after day one they, they they pulled it. So and they replaced it with a second Trover booth, I believe, which was okay. Good. Yeah. So just some random stuff uh, here of like what was kind of cool at PAX, but PlayStation VR had had a, a great presence once again on the show floor. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And what about you then, Zim? Anything you wanna you wanna share? What have you been up to since you've been home? You've had time to play any VR stuff? I've had time to play, yes. I've had uh, some time to play a few things. And uh, the main thing I got into <laughs> was uh, was playing some some contractors with uh, with a force tube, which is a fucking awesome piece of kit, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had my first go with the force tube properly last night. It uh, did three hours... <laughs> That didn't work. Um, <laughs> three hours uh, with with that half on Rift and half on Vive, and I kind of like uh, it was it was fun to do the two sides. But it was it, the thing I, I have to say about it. I didn't realize this that actually the Force Tube and like Scottish Sheep share share this this like commonality, which is you know the further you you, you push at it, it pushes back. You know what I mean? Like it really really gives a good kick in into your shoulder. But only if you're making a, like a good connection, because otherwise it's just kind of a light tap. And initially, I was like, "This thing's making more noise than it's actually touching me." But but then later, man, you're plugging enemies, and it feels freaking badass. Like taking a sniper shot, even though I'm a bit slower. And towards the end of the night, like my back muscles started to go because you know you're holding this thing out like a gun, and it feels like a gun, especially with the Vive. The Vive is like that bit bigger, you know. And with the bipod and everything at the end of it. It's not like heavy, but when you're doing that for three hours, like there's muscles in your back that go, I wasn't used ever before. And so I had a blast. It was really good. Yeah, I totally agree about like, you really need to like dig it into your shoulder to get the best out of it. Um, but how do you feel about the accessory uh, on the whole? Like you, uh, is it get a thumbs up from you? Yeah, um, honestly, having, al- although, um, you know, uh, the Onward and Force, uh, uh, the ProTube guys uh, supplied it, sans any instructions and i know that's not the way it's going to ship um without that once you know kind of what to do and it's set up and all that and took me it took me a couple of hours to kind of get the setup once you know what to do setup wise it's actually easy it's five minute job you know bluetooth connection sync up and launch a special version of the game it's really easy the i suppose the question is is it worth the money so if you play onward like if you love fps's if you were like a Counter-Strike nut or whatever, um, and you play Onward or Contractors or any of the other supported games, because this is a small list. If you're willing to spend 270 quid for kind of a proper tactile experience, I can tell you 
that is some bloody good fun. So I, it does pass the grade for me. Um, you know, I'm big into tactile stuff like sub pack and stuff like that. Um, and if the big question is, if, if you are a player of onward or contractors or really like those games, if you really dig them, this is like a necessary peripheral, I'd say it's just, it changes when you're actually holding the gun. Um, it really changes the game. And the one thing I would say, because it was my main holdback point initially, when I saw this, I was like, you know, it's going to be freaking cumbersome. It's going to be bloody cumbersome to change these things out and like move them around mid game and stuff. But once you get used to it and you get accustomed to that, like grabbing something from your belt, adjusting the gun, it really only takes like half a second to a second. Um, and then what it gives you is just fantastic. So actually I, I thought I was going to not like it, but it gets a thumbs up. Yeah. So I, I, Go, go for it, Nathan, go for it. So, someone in the chat, Gamertag VR says, uh, I just joined your podcast and Zim looks mad. Well, sometimes Zim likes to role play as Rambo and set booby traps in his house and try to trap people. So it's just a thing he does sometimes, you know? Exactly. There's Makes no feel more man. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm glad to, I'm glad you had a good time with it. Absolutely. I think the Kickstarter is almost ending soon. So if you're interested in getting one, now's the time. Um, but let's kick it over to Thomas yeah. and find out what uh, you've been playing this week, dude, and what you want to share with us. Yeah, uh, when we talk about this uh, ProTube thing, um, I had a cool experience at uh, the GDC with this uh, this big Striker VR gun. Do you know this? This I saw the picture of you holding it. Which Holy crap. This was amazing. It's it's ultra expensive, but uh, you really feel the force. It pushes your whole body back if you shoot like a rocket launcher or something like that. This 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 was amazing. It was the coolest VR equipment I ever tried, but it's so expensive. And I think uh, there's only one game. I think it's only uh, Arizona Sunshine that's supported for now. I, I'm not sure. So uh, <laughs> this is nothing for buying for now, but... Uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that was what I tried at GDC. And um, what did I play? Uh, I played a ghost giant. And that was uh, really cool. Uh, because I'm not the, uh, the fan of all these wave shooters. Shooting, shooting, shooting. I, I want to have some different games. Not always the, these wave shooters. So this is uh, a quiet game. Uh, it, it's like an um, interactive movie. A very interactive movie. And I really love this. The atmosphere is great. Uh, the graphics are really cool. And uh, yeah, that, that was the first game I tried. And the second was um, Skyworld Kingdom Brawl. So this is a real-time strategy game where you um, yeah, you have to fight uh, your enemy and push cards on, on this uh, round place where, you, where the units are attacking each other. And that was pretty yeah. uh, cool as well. I had a lot of fun with that. It's uh, very fast. You have to uh, use um, the, the cards very fast and uh, you have mana that, that it's reloading and then you can throw fireballs and stuff and that was really good uh, i can re recommend these board games yeah mm. what uh, was cool. the second game again thomas that you uh, said skyward kingdom brawl skyward i think kingdom it's from uh, vertigo okay. games That's from i think vertigo they they, games. they yeah. made one before right and now yeah, they're yeah. trying to reboot it and hope for the best because the first one didn't sell that well yeah. but this yeah. one I was gonna might... say, is, is it is it is it different to that kind of round table um a strategy game um, it's more of a no, card game then, is it? It's it's a card game now. It's a real time card game. So you throw the yeah. cards on the on the battlefield, and the units appear and fight uh, the enemy. Ah. 
that's yeah. it's it's cool though. they they spiced it up basically that's yeah, what they yeah. did they they now made a card <laughs> game out of a like a real-time strategy uh, title also uh, someone wants to know uh Fudu, um how many headsets is too many uh, <laughs> i don't know yeah there, there's a lot of stuff here <laughs> But I'm a lot a is an understatement, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a hardware tester. I'm testing all this stuff uh, for 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 the community, so I need to have this. And this is my little mu- museum here. <laughs> Lol. Frankly, it's for a- our audio listeners, just imagine a stack of five Pimaxes tall, and then to the left of that, about seven hundred other headsets. Is that about right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, I actually played this Skyworld game as well. Um, I checked it out uh, this week alongside uh, Bow of Blood, uh, which is oh, another game that recently released on the Oculus Store. Um, I wasn't a fan of either of them, really. Uh, neither of them sort of gripped me. I had tried Skyworld before, before they tried to sort of reboot it with this new, fresh sort of uh, go at the game. But I just found it to be a bit, I don't know, boring, I guess. Um you know, I, I still think in in the world of RTS in VR, like Brass Tactics is still the king uh, of those games. You know, it, it had a decent story. It had good voice acting. You could really uh, walk around, like move around the map. Yeah, Whereas right. with, with, with uh, Skyward, you're kind of confined to the edges of this kind of round table. Um, so, yeah, I didn't enjoy it so that, much. That, that's but where then I'm getting again, confused, though, Mike. The, the, thing that, the thing that you're talking about, is that the same thing that Voodoo just described? Yeah, it's I the think same so, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't right. think it's the best uh, real-time strategy. I, I played a final assault, and that was uh, even much better than, than this. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than those two games, um, all I've really played this week, because like you guys, you know, I got back from PAX. I was completely fried. It took me like uh, two <laughs> days to, to recover from, from that. Um, but I have been playing Space Junkies uh, a fair bit. That's the sort of one game that mm. keeps on uh, dragging <laughs> yeah, yeah. me back, because... I think there's just something about the gameplay that is very rewarding, very satisfying. A bit like all the popular first-person shooters that, that are not in VR. You know, you can't constantly have that satisfaction that you're 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 sort of leveling up or yeah. you're unlocking different skins and stuff like that. So that's what I really like about Space Junkies. So I think I'm going to be continuing to play this one for a while. Although um, you do want to play Space Junkies wireless because my cable went completely yes. haywire <laughs> after two rounds. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't play more because I'm constantly turning around it's not a it's not a front facing standing title no it's mm-hmm. like you constantly spinning around like a like a madman so just say yeah totally agreed and i think you know had i still been using the tp cast that would have been really great for this game um <laughs> but for those of you that don't know i ended up ditching the tp cast purely for streaming and recording reasons because it introduced yeah. a little bit of latency yes. in my uh, workflow yeah, exactly uh, yeah. i think for the casual user though like uh, it's still a it's solid fine. piece of hardware yeah, it's great yeah. no it's great it's the same for the one from from uh, vive you know uh, with the collaboration Absolutely. with intel it's the same story um yeah no it's it, it works it's good yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny so that you guys mentioned that about space junkies because I am not a person who generally gets tangled, but I feel like it's the top gun of VR. Like you're all the time checking your six, you know, like because there's stuff coming at you from all over and it's a fast paced game. So for anyone who's like, nah, really? Yeah, really. It, it, it's going to twist you up. 
Yeah. yeah, I think Space Junkies as well, like one of the biggest concerns from the community generally was the price, because I think it's on the higher end of the spectrum, about £39, which works out about $49. Uh, but I think it's one of those games that's going to continually get supported over the next year or so. You're going to see big sort of Space Junkies tournaments coming up at big events. Yeah. And uh, in terms of just quality of like hand presence uh, and that visceral shooting action packed <laughs> combat. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's really great. Um, so yeah, that's what we played. Uh, let us know if you've got uh, any good suggestions in the chat whilst uh, we sort of move um, quickly into yeah. uh, quick Well, news. we have one for okay. you. Um, uh, I reckon Mike is naked from the waist down. That's why he's so zoomed in. Maybe you should <laughs> put on some clothes. That's that's how I do the show every week. So if you're oh. not familiar, you know, that's standard for me. You don't want me to stand up right now, put it that way. Okay. Um, well, you're very, like, people feel like in a chat a very personal connection with you connection. since you're so close <laughs> yeah. to the camera. It, it becomes yeah. more cozy now. This is a more po- cozy podcast because our host is so, you know, like in your face. Exactly. Well, the thing is, you, you've got two choices. You, you can basically have me up close like you, I, you have me now, and you can hear me, or I zoom it out, and then you won't be able to hear me. So there's, the, <laughs> there's two evils there. You know, choose the one that you, wanna, you want the most. Fair um, enough. Well, that's a suggestion for you, basically, because you were asking for it. So Yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> but basically, my internet died like minutes before the show. Hopefully, we can get it fixed for next week. Um, but let's dive into some quick news then. And first up uh, in the quick news is some Beat Saber news. Uh, because as you know, if you follow the show, we reported a f- couple of weeks back that the Monster Cat DLC had dropped and uh, had loads of new tracks. It's a paid DLC track, but in my opinion, it's worth it. The, the new tracks are really, really great. Um, but with all these updates, you know, it always tends to break something, you know, and uh, it broke the mod support and custom track support. This happens all the time that Beat Saber gets updated uh, because obviously they don't officially support these mods and it's a bit of a cat and mouse game with like modders and Beat Games updating the game. Um, But basically to give you a bit of information about what's going on behind the scenes, uh, the Mod Saber team who who basically made this uh, really useful installer called the Mod Installer, uh, are no longer going to be working on Mod Saber uh, due to the sort of lead uh, dev on it being uh, sort of having health issues and, and basically wants to take a step away from it. He's basically passed the flame uh, onto the Beat Saber modding group Discord, who hopefully will be making a new version of the installer. So uh, the benefit of the installer was that you could just press a couple of things and it would install all your mods automatically. And now at the moment, you can install them, uh, but you have to do it manually. Uh, If you're interested to know how to do it because you're stuck, we've put a link in the description down below to a wiki that gives you a step-by-step guide. It is fairly straightforward, but just not as simple as before with this mod Mm. installer. Um, But the other big news, obviously, uh, from Beat Saber this week was that we finally got some crab rabe action uh you know they they finally dropped the track after the overwhelming response from the community that they want it so if you really uh dig in some uh monster cat crab rave then you're going to be very happy with this one uh it's yeah. got some really cool uh extras in it you know they changed the lightsabers to green and blue uh so you can really get your crab on I, i'm it's a shame they didn't have crab pincers that's that's no. you know that's what i was hoping we're, for we're, we're playing the video right now but you don't know how the song goes so let me just quickly that's how it goes i mean everyone knows it. it's also a meme song in a way yeah, um, yes. hopefully this uh this this mod community you know on discord will also be able to find a way to get beat saber on the quest mod wise I think there is some there are some streaming uh, capabil- capabilities that might work in that sense. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sorry that I'm trying to hype everyone up right now, but I I feel like it's gonna happen. 
Yeah, I have to say, like, anytime I talk about Beat Saber and the Quest, like, there's always so many comments about custom tracks on the Quest, and it, will it be possible? And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one, I, I think, for the modding community, but if they can crack it and get it working, like, with Mod Saver, so you can just download custom tracks straight to the headset, yes. then then that's going to be great. But, of course, it's I would say it's unlikely right now, but I'm, I'm happy to be surprised if it works. I don't know what any of these lads are saying. I'm so crab distracted. <laughs> You're just watching it. You're like hypnotized. Yeah. I love it. I can't even hear the music, but in my head it's playing. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing is crap rave for the last two weeks. My family has made a nightly thing. And like so me and the kids and the wife are all just, you know, doing the whole crab thing. It's freaking amazing. It's so good. It's that, yeah. it, it, it's that, it's that good a song, but I, I actually played all the difficulties on, on, uh, on, on it. And I thought they did a really good job. The only thing that was missing, uh, as you mentioned, was a little bit of tieback to like the whole crab thing. Like I would have loved to see maybe the Monster Cat logo replaced with a crab neon sign or something like that. Just just something, one thing to kind of tie it back to the old kind of meme savers. culture behind the song. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a performance problem, but otherwise, you know, like just something light to. And did they change? Am I making this up? Did they change? Like blue used to be on the other side, and then they fecked with it because my brain was going a bit nuts with that. I'm not sure if they Blue changed the side, but they did change one of them to green, the red one yeah, to green. So yeah, yeah. I'll have yeah. to look but that can, up now. If you're interested, where it is, it's just in extras. It's not under the Monster Cat DLC. It's in extras under the other free tracks. So and it's free. You can go and yeah, check it out exactly. if you want to play. Great... So I was, uh, I was expecting it to be paid, actually, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah. So I was surprised by that. Always happy to have free tracks from the yes. official Beat Saber team. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to Iron Man in VR, because last week during uh, PlayStation's State of Play, which is like basically their like Nintendo Direct, they basically ripped off Nintendo Direct, but I'm happy we get regular news from PlayStation anyway, so props to them. But they had loads of PSVR news in this uh, State of Play, which was excellent. They had No Man's Sky, which we're going to be talking about very shortly, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, which we mentioned previously on an episode of the show, Zim got to try out at PAX, and then of course... Iron Man uh, VR. Now, this Iron Man VR game is going to be exclusive to PlayStation VR. It's uh, been developed by Camouflage, who are the same developers behind the Oculus Go and Gear VR title Republic VR. Don't know if any of you guys check that game out. Oh yeah, I'm about uh, um, I'm yeah. about a fourth through it. It's an incredible game. It's actually I would I would almost say that it's it's probably the best Go title. Uh, it feels like you're playing Solid Snake in like a Metal Gear Solid title. And you, like you, you reach the end of the first segment. I was like, oh shit, no, it's not over, is it? Because you know, there's so many games that are episodic and you play the first episode and there's nothing left. You play Republic, you get to the first you know, stopping point, they roll credits and you're like, oh, it's done. And then there's four other segments. It's amazing. It's, I, I, can't, I can't believe the detail and, and the gameplay in it. It is so good. And they give a, a lovely ode to other developers. So other developers are called out in there um, in a way that's really nice, like yeah. uh, sharing a room and all these different things. You, you collect these little bits and pieces. So it feels really like a big warm hug to the rest of the VR community. Awesome. Yeah, I can so, confirm this is, uh, for me, it's also the best uh, Go game I've ever played. It's awesome. You should really try it with you have to, if you have to go. 
Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I haven't tried it out. I've been aware of it, but I haven't tried it out. But it's cool that they've made some really quality titles because obviously they're developing this Iron Man VR experience. And apparently this uh, Iron Man experience has been developed uh, in development for uh, almost two years. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how much content uh, will be packed into this game. Uh, the premise is that you actually get to play as Tony Stark himself. Uh, the story is going to be completely standalone from anything that's going on in the Marvel Universe right now. Um, it will basically have you flying around, shooting, punching in this action-packed adventure where you have to confront the ghosts of Tony's past that have come to haunt him. So stuff that he's been involved in in the past is sort of creeping up nice. on him. Uh, in the trailer, it kind of looks a bit arcadey, uh, but I'm still pretty excited to check this one out. Well, as long as as long as the the Sony studio doesn't make the the game, we're we're fine. You know, the ones that made the Spider Man. Uh, experience so I'm, I'm i'm down i'm down for this title uh, it's funny that uh, i was watching a few videos on youtube of people responding to the to the live stream of them announcing it and there were so many of these pancake gamers that were like yeah i don't have a playstation vr now like i wanted this on my you know my monitor i'm like ah well we're finally getting to this point where people get frustrated because the vr people get more awesome games than the other way around <laughs> yeah well Get your uh, get yourself a VR headset, I would say, and uh, oh, yes. try it out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And although, like with the flying around and stuff like that, I said it looked a bit arcadey. You know, from what we know, playing you know Megaton Rainfall, you know, flying around is a really fun thing to do in VR. So yes. uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm a little bit skeptical right now. <laughs> yeah. But um. You can kind of, when you see this game come out, you then understand, oh, now I understand why Iron Man wasn't in Marvel Powers United. (laughs) You know, he was never in that game, which is a shame. It's got its own segment. The really weird thing I'm finding is just timing, like the amount of titles across PC VR and PlayStation VR now, just coming, just landing right now in Q2 2019. Like, why is this the segment of the year that they've all targeted? There's a ton of things hit landing, and it's like, it's a good thing. And it also means we have to be a little bit choosy, I think, in, in terms of what we get to yeah. what we get to play, you know? Yeah. On, on the other side, though, for PlayStation VR, it, they always launch new titles almost every month. So for, for PC, yeah. it's maybe important to now catch up with PlayStation in that sense and kind of try to sell your games now. But for, for PSVR users, they get new games almost every month. And, and it's good to hear that they give developers so much time to, you know, cook up a, a project. That means that there are way more games that have been worked on for two years now that will release maybe in the summer or in, yes. in winter. Or So PlayStation VR is constantly asking developers to, hey, listen, make a game, don't tell anyone, and we're going to release it uh, at, a, at a certain moment and then hype it up. Um, and that's what I see a lot with PlayStation VR. You usually don't hear developers work on something. They don't spoiler yep. anything. They they just go for the moment and then launch it. And I think sometimes that's the best way to go because it doesn't hurt what people think about your game. It's like, it's out and this is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like the, the two games that I'm most excited about in the coming weeks before obviously we know, because we still don't know when Stormland and Defector and Asgard's Wrath are coming. So the ones I'm most excited about in the imminent future are Ghost Giant, which uh, Voodoo mentioned earlier on PSVR, and uh, also uh, Falcon Age. You know, uh, I'm really gutted I I didn't get to try that game out at PAX because it looked incredible. 
No, nah, you're not. You're you're not going to miss it for very long, Mike. I mean, we got days left, right? So yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that yeah. one in the releases. But also, Ghost Giant is the 16th of April, so we'll be probably be talking about you know it next week in yeah. the releases as A well. A lot of cool stuff is coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, and even cooler. And this was the big bombshell, of course, of the big PlayStation State of Play was that No Man's Sky is going to be getting VR support on the PSVR and. PC VR headsets uh, and this is going to be in a big update to the game uh, the update is going to be called Beyond and it's going to be launching in summer 2019 uh, the most amazing thing about this though is that if you already own the game you're going to get this update for free uh, which oh, is just amazing like insane. the amount of work insane. and effort they must have put into this to get VR support added to it and yet they're giving it away for that's, free that's great yeah. That's great. And a lot of people wow. bought it for such a cheap price because I'm sure you all remember what happened at E3 and before that. I mean, they were hyping a game <laughs> yeah, yeah. up that wasn't finished at all. And I gotta say, they redeemed themselves uh, for sure, not only with this VR mode, but just in general with all the updates and they have been polishing it up. Um, but um, yeah, I think a lot of people already owned it for such a cheap price because they had to, you know, put it on sale back then. Um, and still, I don't think it's that expensive. How much is it nowadays on, on Steam? 25 now, I 20, think, or something like no, that. 20, 25? I think, no, I think it's gone back up to the full retail price. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was, like you say, it was on sale recently for as low as £20, I think, but I think it's now back up to 40 I did check earlier on. Um, yep. But the thing is, like, I don't really know much about No Man's Sky. Like, I've never played the game before. I don't know if any of you guys have played it before. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, I had I made a lot of gameplays uh, on my channel, uh, as it was not only a VR channel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah... I was one of the few guys that loved it from the beginning, even though there were, were a lot of bugs and stuff. But I'm really a big fan of these exploring games. And yeah, that's I, I'm totally hyped about it. I, mm. I can't wait to play this in VR, to be honest. So, so food. if someone is asking if it has like HOTAS support... I, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I know that, that the controllers are uh, supported, but uh, I have no idea if that HOTAS is support. I don't know. No. From what I've seen of the gameplay, though, it looks like from one moment you're controlling your ship, you know, like with the throttle and stick, and then one moment you're driving a car, and then one minute you're on foot. So I don't know if swapping yeah. between accessories is going to be a, a, a wise choice or they're even going to it, support it but it looks it looks more fluid than elite dangerous though i mean for the only other mm. comparable game where you can drive and fly and you know land yeah. and walk mm. well nah, not really not yet but um it does look like a smoother experience i'm curious how do they how did they do the transitions in the 2d rendition of the game was it just a blink did you blink from being now i'm flying now i'm driving a car on the planet like how, how did that work thomas Oh, I I'm not sure. It, it's it's a long time ago, but I think you have to uh, click a button. I think it was Q, and there was a little wheel, and then you mm. were beamed inside this uh, vehicle. Yeah. And yeah. this is and now I think it works like you point um, with your controller to uh, the ship, and then you pull it to yourself, and then you land in the cockpit. Ah. I think that's oh. how you enter a vehicle. Awesome. awesome. And you can also change between a free locomotion and teleport. I I read this. Uh, today i think yeah should, yeah. should be but, uh, fine for all the people that uh, experience motion sickness but i i'm like curious about how, how that works uh, when you drive a car uh, drive a vehicle <laughs> that could perhaps uh, cause some motion sickness i i'm not sure <laughs> also i'm on, just super excited PC, is it yeah go Sorry. on Nathan, you're fine yeah uh, so so on pc will it um support rift 
uh, Vive yes. Mixed Reality. No, so they uh, will, they the will... only thing that's not confirmed is uh, Windows Mixed Reality. They, they will support Vive and uh, Rift, but uh, in 99% of all cases, uh, Windows Mixed Reality and Pimax yeah, and yeah. all this stuff works also. So I, I won't care about that. Th okay. This will work on all headsets, I'm sure. Yeah. Nice. So we got a quick statement from uh, Hello Games, and they said that we are in love with everything sci-fi. Virtual reality feels like a science fiction become real and has always seemed like the perfect fit for this futuristic game of ours. It's completely unique to land on a world that no one else has ever seen before and to really feel as if you're there. The team has worked so hard to make this tr a true VR experience rather than a port. You can grab your joystick and thruster to fly your starship over an unexplored alien planet as you peer out of the cockpit at the view below. Reach into your backpack to grab your multi-tool, touch it to switch to terrain manipulation, and carve out intricate shapes with unprecedented control. Play in multiplayer and casually wave to your non-VR friends or fist bump your PSVR peers. Mm. So, uh, very, very cool. Sweet. Very cool. The multiplayer also, so aspect... I was going to say the multiplayer aspect of this is exactly what I've been pining for with Subnautica, which is kind of a, a similarly flavored uh, exploration game. Yeah. Again, I, I've played for years Minecraft. You guys know that. And um, actually, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't just sit there and build a house. I generally just go a walk in. And that's where I get my fun, go down a cave or whatever. So this is the this is yet another game that, and I've shared this with a number of other people um, who I know who also haven't played No Man's Sky, either not very much or not at all like me. Uh, I'm so glad that like I didn't play Skyrim ever before. I'm so glad <laughs> that I haven't played No Man's Sky yet. There is this like absenteeism or abstaining from particular 2d titles that's like i'm just not going to touch that because that looks like that might get vrified but i'll be honest i didn't think that this was ever going to come out uh with vr support it is a as you said mike it is a whole hog of work i'm ultra surprised at this announcement and the fact that they've said it's full board in other words you get everything the other players are getting and they've yet to unveil a couple of secrets that still are coming in this release and that to me oh. is like what more could there be like is there going to be hats because if there's going to be hats then i'm just going to lose it wait wait i know it it's going to be nintendo labo vr support then you can build your submarine out of cardboard okay <laughs> 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 Uh, so one thing I just wanted to add is that um, obviously they're bringing the full VR support for free and to the millions of players that already uh, play the game, it means that No Man's Sky will perhaps be the most owned VR title when it's released because obviously all the people that own it already on Steam already own it on PlayStation. Getting oh VR support. yeah, okay, okay, yeah, kinda, kinda, yeah, exactly. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, how are people feeling about this one there? in the chat are they excited about this oh, yeah. one yes they are they are yeah, very excited someone is like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna play it with my valve <laughs> index soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well yeah we we're gonna be talking about the index shortly um so let's quickly move on then to the last bit of quick news this week and that is that orbis uh vr reborn is coming to the oculus quest hmm. uh this is really awesome we we got to hear about this last week we didn't get to play it obviously at pax unfortunately there was only a few demos uh but those that are interested in the oculus quest and love mmos will be really happy with this i think uh, yeah. because if you're not familiar with orbis vr it's one of the first fully realized fantasy mmo rpgs designed exclusively for room scale virtual reality setups and it's got everything you could love and want in an MMO. You know, a huge open world, loads of quests, dungeons, pets, uh, raids, voice chat, player trading, 
everything you need mm. is in this game. Uh, and this whole reborn uh, sort of update is the first big expansion to the game. Uh, There's obviously been available on PC for a while now, but obviously mm. that in the future, Quest and PC players will be able to play together and go on adventures together, wow. which is amazing. What a surprise. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And the other really cool thing is the developers are enabling cross-buy. So if you've already bought it on Rift, you'll get it for free on Quest. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, so so to clear this up once again, it's like a decision a developer can possibly make. So if they want to, they can mm -hmm. sell their game on, on Quest but charge you again. Or they can be like, hey, if you own this game on Rift, we uh, give it to you for free. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah, not that every game will... Yeah, but Oculus said the most of the games, like 90%, uh, will be like that. So I think that's fine. Does this make a really weird secondary market, though? Because, like, are you going to be then hunting two different stores and be like, oh, is it cheaper on Quest now? Now I can buy it and get it feathered across the PC? Or is it unidirectional and it's only if you own it on PC that you then get it on Quest? Does anyone know? Like I'd imagine the prices will be the same on the both platforms. Otherwise, I, I like you so. said, that would cause that exact problem. Um, but in terms of this game, you know, like a, the original Orbis game is currently offline right now. You know that they've they've taken the whole game offline um, because of yep. all the work that's being done to bring this new reborn update uh, to players. Uh, it's going to be launching on the twenty third of April for PC, and then of course whenever the quest launches, which we still don't know yet. <laughs> spring 2019. Uh, that, that, that spring 2019 is going to be imprinted on our brains forevermore. Um, but yeah, I think this is awesome, especially for fans of MMOs. Uh, it's not really my bag, but keen to try it out. But I, I really like the fact that there is going to be something for everyone in this quest lineup of games. Yeah, And the spellcasting in that game is the thing that I've probably found the most astonishing um you know you're 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 actually you're, you're forced to learn the physical motion of drawing your wand if you didn't want to be harry potter then don't try to be a wizard in orbis because you really feel like harry potter when you're you're like trying to cast a fireball you know but it works really well and the, and the, the nifty thing is you know if you learn a spell that's uh very complicated uh a very complicated physical interaction if you if you start a new character straight off the bat if you know that physical spell and you've mastered it you're able to draw it you're able to oh. cast it oh wow which is i've not heard of that That's in cool. any other like game that. like that i like that it's like you've got the skill buddy we can tell you're not a noob i think what i like the most about this announcement is that we're going to see more cross-platform and i think standalone uh, will be a bigger player base in the long run of course we don't know how many rifts have been sold so it's kind of a mysterious thing, but I feel like the, the quest can take over very quickly. And soon we're yeah. going to have this this standalone like community that joins with... It's the same with Rec Room, where it's like, hey, I play with PlayStation VR pay people, and you don't even notice it anymore. It's like, yeah. we're all playing the same thing, and it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Did any of you guys get into like uh, you know World of Warcraft uh, or any sort of MMOs like that before? <laughs> yeah, Orbus VR. Oh, you, you got into Orbis previously? Yeah, I played a lot of hours. And uh, yeah, it, it, there is no other choice. There's no other VR MMO as far as I know. But then so you have yeah. to play it. It's cool, but uh, yeah, the, the graphics are so bad. So 
<laughs> this is a big problem of this game. But there will be the, but, this uh, reborn uh, update soon, and then it will be much better. Uh, so I, yeah, I hope this. Then, but then, the the raids were awesome. I mean, like like Thomas, I played the it at the at yeah. The that's right. That's right. Uh, that's correct. Like yeah. when you get, when you group with, uh, with yeah with a crew of uh, uh, of other players, and you're taking down like you're walking through like a demon gate type thing uh, yes. that's you know like it feels like three stories tall and then you go through and there's some you know massive rock guardian thing and you're dropping mm. stalactites on his head or stalagmite i'm not sure which was the right one uh <laughs> geologists are going to jump on me now uh, for the first time ever but uh, no that that feeling of like grouping together with uh, a community uh is is fantastic and one of the things i said about orbis maybe a year and a quarter ago when this all started um, was it was probably the, the the friendliest, most welcoming group of online players that I've come across. Like mm-hmm. people were you know going out of their way to help you out, and not just to kind of tell you what to do, but to hang with you and just like you know play. It was it was yeah. great, yeah. really really good. Also, also I think the 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 style of the game is cartoony, so don't expect like super real uh, stuff. Although of course you can also improve in in, in that in that sense. Uh, Matt Bargman says, by the way, uh, if you're a wizard in VR, you're a wizard in real life. That's uh, that's good to know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So between between Orbis and No Man's Sky, Thomas, your life is pretty much dedicated to just VR then, right? Uh, that's right. <laughs> there, there will be a lot of hours I will spend in these two games. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, lo- I love it. I love it. So um, before we pass it over to Zim for the releases, uh, I just want to say thank you to uh, the sponsor of this episode of the F Reality Podcast, which is, of course, Onward, our ongoing sponsor. Onward, if you're not familiar with the game, is an excellent tactical military first-person shooter in virtual reality. It's the game of choice for competitive tactical gamers who love to squad up in teams of 5v5 for online competitive play, or if you want to be a complete lone wolf, there are some great single-player skirmishes to play too. With a huge update coming soon, bringing loads of new and exciting features, now is a great time to jump into the game, get some practice in so you're not completely noobs uh, when the game, uh, when this update launches. Check out Onward now on SteamVR or the Oculus Store. Boom! There you go, Onward and I will cool. add to that again. Just another quick, uh, quick addition there because of the Kickstarter with the Pro Tube and the Force Tube. I, I, I really do think that you know, in the next week, if you're an FPS player, if you're if you like Onward and you like these FPSs, which are great and scratch an amazing itch, and as a mill simmer for 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 a long time, a big fan of Arma and things like that. There's nothing like being in the game, um, and and to be able to feel, you know. It, with with every other tactile product that I've had, never been able to feel the gun, and being able to feel the gun is pretty cool for two hundred seventy quid. Not bad. And if I was that, like you can either you can either choose between, you can either choose between, um, you know, the two hundred seventy quid dev edition that that we have with like the rechargeable batteries, or wait for December. Uh, and and sorry, you get that dev kit like next month. It's May that it's meant to be delivering, or you wait till December to get the full production thing, which I, I think they've actually sold out of at this stage uh, on the Kickstarter, even though they've not met their goal. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, Look at it if you're interested. But now time for releases, I suppose, Mike. My favorite time of... <laughs> my favorite not part of the show. Mine as well. 
Personally. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna love this one, Nathy. I've uh, okay. I've lined up a very special uh, fourth and primer for this for this week's show. So I thought, you know, given given you guys know already that I'm uh, I've got a Falcon Age in there. I, I dug through the depths of Steam to find the uh, likely seediest uh, title that I've I've seen, <laughs> and 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 perhaps the uh, like the the most reprehensible developed vr title that i've ever come across um i will i will show you a video of this this is lovely thankfully it is able to be uh, shown it's not it's not too terrible what they show uh mike's already sweating going what what is he what's he putting up what's he putting up god damn it's a game called <clears throat> money bath vr and uh this is going to be a fun one to to see so it's called money bath vr and obviously comes out of China or Japan, I saw some characters that I couldn't recognize, which seems, seems to be half of these titles. So there are studios out there uh, absolutely dedicated to this kind of thing. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the trailer here for you while I tell you a little bit about this, uh, about this particular gem. Uh, I can't wait to show this uh, for you guys. So because um, you, you really have to see this. This is where the, uh, the audio listeners are going to uh, lose out. And um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell you a little bit. So... Um, if you don't have a lot of money or girls, but you wish you did, then this is the game for you, <laughs> okay? This is, as they say, a dream app that allows you to experience a money bath with VR. And in addition, the life of a millionaire is fully reproduced because this is exactly what every millionaire does in their pastime. Uh, you can throw cash at girls, swim in a bathtub full of money, and pay women to run on a treadmill, meanwhile collecting a couple of cute animals at the same time. Um, and the developers describe the content of this like mild nude or sexual content, but all characters appearing in this game are over 18 years of age. I can't think I've come across a sleazier title having the money and all this together. So anyway, I thought I'd start off with that because it's, uh, as I said, it's deplorable. And to every developer out there who we're not featuring in that spot, I do apologize, but I'm trying to top the Tower of Pizza or whatever that, that title was called. <laughs> so I'm trying my hardest. That oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are your guys' reactions to a title like that? I, 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 this I, is what we need, definitely. <laughs> okay, so so according to Fudu, this will uh, make uh, VR mainstream. Yeah, definitely. Of course, everybody will buy the quest and and only play this one. Of course, Fudu's going to spend more time in this game than he's going to spend in No Man's Sky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it has open world, I, just... I think. <laughs> I'm so Always. puzzled. I'm so puzzled. There's so many of these games and i i i this is the one that i thought you know at least it's not just doing the same thing all the rest are doing i mean i've never swum in, in a bath full of money but at the same time for four pounds now you can uh so th there you go that was the first one jump on to the next title um bow to blood actually mike already talked about this one and uh, had some <laughs> dissenting opinions about it so i will uh, go ahead and give you my <clears throat> unbiased take on bow to blood uh, so I'm glad they have it subtitled as Last Captain Standing, because that's essentially what it is. As a, a PC VR and PSVR title, uh, the PSVR title actually launched back in August last year, but now coming to PC uh, for about £16, so I think around the price of uh, 18 US dollars. This launched on April 3rd, uh, so just, just, uh, just a few days ago. Uh, you take the disguise as a captain uh, of a powerful airship and discover a fantastical world of airborne gladiatorial sci-fi. Now, that's not a series of adjectives I've heard before together. Uh, they talk about some randomized con uh, content, and, they, and you compete to become this champion of the arena. Now, the trailer certainly seems enticing, uh, with all these swarming assault ships and things going on. Uh, 
I, I was certainly intrigued uh, seeing this. And I think one of our buddies, uh, PD, was talking well about this game. So, um, Mike, you've maybe, you're maybe the only one who's actually played it. And I'm, I'm really curious on your thoughts having played yeah. it and, you know, what that, what that was like for you. Like, what was the introduction to the game? What are the things you did or didn't like about it? Uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So basically, you're like a captain of this ship in the center of this big sort of floating uh, barge, basically. You've got two crewmates that you can move around to different stations that do different things. And then the whole premise of the game is that you fly around an arena and take down other ships, other captains. You can pull out a, a, you know, a pistol to shoot some bits and pieces yourself, or, or you can, can control the cannons with your touch controllers by aiming them and just pulling the trigger. Um, but for me, you know, like, I can't say that I played it for that long. I only played it for maybe 10, 15 minutes, but I, I just knew straight away that I just wasn't digging this one, uh, at all. Um, mm. I don't know what it was particularly about it that I didn't like about it. It's just like, it just didn't grip me or hook me and think, made me think, oh yeah, this is something I really want to do. So, uh, mm. yeah, I kind of just dropped it after that sort of small introduction and th- thought I'd, I'd seen enough. It sounds okay. it sounds okay. a bit familiar, uh, uh, like that that uh, steampunk title where you were flying in a blimp where people had to repair it. It was like an online multiplayer. Yeah, so it's a bit like hover junkers, but you've got like a bigger junker basically that uh. you need to manage your crew on at the same time as well. Hmm. But is it is it an okay. online game or is this like a single player? You're playing it's on bots. online as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Very good. Okay, thank you. Uh, two more uh, to go. So uh, the next one I'm going to uh, feature here is a, call, a game called Beat Blaster, which to me, looking at the thing, if uh, if uh, if Autica and, and Beat Saber don't give you enough uh, visual noise, uh, and it, then here's here's an extra level of, of crazy to throw at you while you're playing a beat game. Uh, it looks quite visually intense as you're running down corridors and blasting. Um, uh, and, and I'll just state a little bit about the game. This thing is 16 quid, and it's available PSVR and, and PCVR as well by Ivanovich Games. Uh, came out April 5th, so again, very recently. Uh, player must master the art of shooting, running, and dodging obstacles and enemies on original mix uh, with each level offering a new challenge. Uh, but to me, I suppose, looking at this uh, from the outside, again, I go back to, is this a sensory overload? Looks a bit mad. I mean, and playing Autica standing still is enough and this seems like running and dodging on top of that seems like it might be a little bit too much. Not having played it yet, I don't know if any of you guys have. I'm too old for this, I can promise. <laughs> <laughs> but does it have pop sticks, you bard? That is at the moment unconfirmed. Okay. Well, then <laughs> now I'm so wait. happy. <laughs> I am so happy to be able to transition into a game that I feel wholeheartedly is going to soar um, and is going to do an, an, an incredible job. Uh, from the taster that I had about 25 minutes playing this game, uh, Eka, who uh, demoed the game, I think both to me and Nathie, uh, back at PAX. Uh, this is a game that almost needs no introduction. I think similar to what we were saying earlier, game we maybe didn't hear much about except for a couple of months ago, uh, but has been in development uh, for the best part of uh, the best part of two years. Um, this is Falcon Age. So Falcon Age is a first person, uh, single player action adventure game lasting roughly six hours of kind of open or semi open world gameplay, where uh, you learn to hunt, gather and fight to reclaim your cultural legacy uh, with a buddy. And this buddy you've got is a falcon uh, that you see grow from being a, a kind of a baby falcon up to a full-size falcon. And I must say, the game, although at the on, on the outskirts of it, I would have kind of looked at it and said Nintendogs, 
when you start to play it and you have robots <laughs> stabbing hypodermic needles in your face or your bunny brings back a little bunny-shaped steak that it just tore out of a bunny rabbit. Uh, this is nothing nothing about that at all. So I'm very excited for Falcon Age. Uh, I felt it, it, it played a little bit. It reminded me a lot because of the movement system of Skyrim. Very easy to move through this world, even on PSVR. And um, I found the adorable little uh, death machine that was perched on my arm uh, to be a lovely companion. So I'm uh, there are there haven't been that many games with proper companions. You mentioned Dorbus had a little dragon you could have, and you could stroke its back, and it would kind of like purr at you and stuff. Uh, this is similar. So the falcon on your arm does react to you, and uh, I found it to be very uh, very interesting. So uh, Nathan, you you got a good chunk of playtime with this as well. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I think it's it's uh, it's beautiful that um, that they went for a story about um, uh, colonization because that's something uh, like most games go for it is you know uh, fun story blah 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 and this is really something that you know happens in parts of the world where you live at a nice piece of land and then suddenly you know um, someone else uh, is taking it over and puts you in prison. I mean, it happened in the past, right? Um, so so it's telling that story. Um, and I, and I think that's great. So it's also like an educational thing in, in some way. Um, but yeah, having this bird as like a companion and being able to work together, um, is, is awesome. It's not like you're sending your bird away to do stuff for you, but in the meanwhile, you also have to do your own, uh, uh stuff. So it's like constantly, uh, working together. It's like a, like a next level pet simulator uh, where it's like you hunt together you fight together um you you get her together you have this this farm where you can grow stuff for your bird and uh, there are so many like things you can unlock in terms of of items um for example the bird can wear different hats but it's not just a cosmetic thing um it also gives you for example uh, a boost in stealth or it gives you Mm -hmm. different stats than you had before like i was wearing this 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 kind of like ninja uh, slim slim helmet on the bird and then we could for example get past the turret that would not recognize us anymore because we were wearing the stealth uh, armor so there are different things you can you can do and based on where you are um you can yeah you can just change up your outfits in in your favor and it's it's a big world too i mean you you play in this open world where there is so much to explore there's so much to see so much to do it's very very impressive and uh eka told me he's like the uh, creative director and also the co-founder of outer loop games he told me that you know their team isn't very very big and uh, that they were super happy to work together with Sony and being able to, you know, pull something off like this and make something unique in the lineup of games that have already been out there. And that's what I hear from every developer I met so far who works with Sony. They're always very, very fond of yeah. working together with them. Okay, cool. And I think that's great. You know, if you're a small studio and you get this opportunity to to make a game and, and work on this for a while, because this is not something they made in like six months. No, this is something they have been, you know, cooking up for a while. I think that's great. And also being able to tell, again, this story about colonization and Sony supporting this, you know, supporting different, uh, well, different stories of, yeah. I was going to say, to add to that, because you mentioned about the world size and all that, it's a pretty big map, actually, in in the end of it. And it kind of felt like almost Borderlands style in terms of the way that that map is portrayed. You do have a map in the game. Uh, But one of the things that I I really liked game design choice-wise is that, other than being limited because of your abilities from certain areas, 
there isn't a restriction. So if you want to go down the left path, if you want to go down the right path, you know, and uh, kind of explore to some extent mm-hmm. and be probing different areas, you can yes. do that. My biggest fear with this game being, you know, about six hours in length is I kind of wonder if it's going to be a thing that I consume in one sitting and then just, you know, be wanting more. So, you know, when you've got that kind of bond with the creature that you're playing with, like I had in Skyrim with my horse, the first time my horse died, I was literally tearing up because it was like this kind of connection. (laughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. I know it's a silly thing to say, but like when you're that much closer in proximity to the character through VR, um, you know, I would love to have some additional time. Um, And from what I understood from Eka, the, um, the platinum isn't super, super challenging. Um, I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, if it's achievable, I think it's a really good thing because they said they designed the game in a way they want people to be able to play it through and complete it on average you know so yeah looking forward to this game looks so uh, so looking forward to this you can see it in your face mike i can see it in your face you look so excited i think having companions in in video games is one of the best things that that exists out there i would say i mean when i played robinson the journey with with higgs for example oh yeah Yeah. at, Mm -hmm. at the end i'm like hey thanks higgs for this great adventure man it's like I really feel like I'm talking to him. And, of course, my favorite game, Bioshock, has a companion, too. You know, it's Elizabeth. So I, I think that yeah. companions is something that VR needs more of, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I just love the interaction between you, the character, and the, the, the Falcon as well. You know, like little fist bumps, you know, little oh, yeah. you can feed them, stroke <laughs> them. And it feels like, you know, it, it is you know, your Falcon, you know, and you get that attachment with them. And I, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most uh, alongside obviously Ghost Giant, which I mentioned earlier on, but really seems like, you know, Sony again showing that they can really like, you know, make VR shine and, and they're really killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have been for a long time. Uh, very excited for the future of PlayStation VR for sure. And that and that's coming out of a team of seven people. Like, mm. you know what I mean? If, if you're a budding dev out there, make it happen. Right. I mean, 16 yeah. months ago, that game wasn't but an idea. Crazy. Yeah. It's cool. yeah. yeah. Is that the, the last for releases this week, Zim? That was all four, Mike. Uh, and back to you. Cool. So let's get into some really, really, really juicy stuff. And that is, of course, the Valve Index. Like, this is crazy. And it's kind of a funny story, really, because um, we're all at PAX. Obviously, you know, we pre-recorded last week's show on, on Friday afternoon. Uh, you know, the last day of the event, we thought we'll give you all like the Quest, you know, Quest news, Rift S news, wrap it all up. We headed out to like a Facebook gaming uh, party event. And as we arrived, like the whole VR group that we were with, you know, everyone that basically was invited to PAX was going crazy, like literally losing their minds. And that is because the news had just dropped about the Valve Index. And then we were like, oh, you know, we've pre-recorded an hour and a half show now and we're not going to talk about it for another week. But of course, here we are now. Let, let, let's, let, let's, let's, let's talk about it. We didn't get obviously all the information that we wanted out of this sort of announcement, uh, but there's a few things we do know about this headset, a few things we can discuss, and then a few predictions we can also sort of throw into the ring as well. So if you're joining us in the chat live now, you know, you've got some predictions about this headset, put them in the chat because we'd love to know uh, what you guys and girls think, and maybe we can read a few Mm. of them out. Um, So basically right now there is a, a Steam page for the Valve Index. Uh, of course, this is the first time that we've heard that this is going to be called the Valve Index as well. You know, there was a, a patent 
that was registered from from Valve for the name Index, but we never knew what it was for. There was rumors that it could have been for the Knuckles controllers because of like index fingers and stuff like that. But it turns out obviously it's it's for the headset itself and the the, the controllers. So the Steam page right now just shows uh, the headset with a phrase that says "Upgrade your experience, uh, May 2019." So there was a full page that was kind of uploaded and then quickly taken down, which showed a bit more detail. Uh, and the sort of rumors out there right now suggest that you can pre-order this headset on the 1st of May and it will start shipping around the 15th of June. Uh, and we'll talk more about that date in particular later on because uh, there's other things obviously going on around that date as well that we think is going to happen. Um, but what we can see from the pictures is that the leaked images from November last year uh, are absolutely real. You know, there were yeah. genuine headsets that were being developed at the time, uh, which is really cool. Uh, but there's a few things, obviously, we still don't know, but we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, the Index controllers, or, you know, lovingly called the Knuckles. I don't think I'll ever stop calling them Knuckles controllers because I think it's such a brilliant name for them. Um, you know, they've been in development for years and years and years. We've We've known this having developers on the show many years ago uh you know like the cloudhead games uh guys they were having them such a long time ago so it just seems likely that this headset was in development for that sort of period as well um but in terms of the image that they do show uh, the most striking thing about this headset and one of my first sort of reactions when i saw it is that this front plate of the headset itself has this kind of opaque semi see-through kind of front to it where you can see through it and see this recess that's behind it, which was, you know, the prominent feature of the leaked images we saw from November. So this yep. is one of the biggest questions. And, you know, you, again, join in in the chat. But what do you guys think this recess behind this opaque glass or plastic front is? That, I th that's where you're going to store a chocolate bar. So that in the middle of your session, when you're like getting a bit peckish, you're just going to down the Mars bar and you're good to go for another two hours. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's nice. The, the first guess a lot of people had when the pictures leaked in November was, hey, there there could be a leap motion in yeah. there. Although we all know yeah. that that uh, what you can do with, with the leap right now is very like limited. Um, so wasn't the USB sure. port? There was a USB port right in there, right yes, against yeah. the the side, I believe. Yeah. Um, was Absolutely, it USB yeah. 3.0? Yes. Yeah. 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 So like other rumors out there that I've read that I thought were pretty decent rumors were that it could be like a wireless module. So maybe you could make the headset wireless. It would be a bit of a strange location to put it. It would normally be on top of your head, yeah. like a TP cast or a, a Vive uh, wireless module. Yeah, uh, the other good sense. one I heard is like a little LCD screen um that you can customize so it could have like little eyes uh, that animate you know like uh during you playing it especially if you're recording yourself like we do uh, or like have scrolling text or sort of pop-up logos i think that would be a pretty neat idea um uh, no honestly mike what what if what if what if they were going to use the headset features to um approximate what was happening behind the glass with your actual eyes you know what i mean if, if that's what you're talking about that's mm. actually a really interesting unique selling point so that someone outside the headset you can like look at them and they can actually make eye contact with you through the headset mm. yeah so we're not we're not just Nifty. these like kind of faceless borgs anymore we might have these eyes because so many people like customize the headset with googly eyes and stuff like that anyway mm. <laughs> to have like proper animated ones would be kind of interesting that would be awesome well, yeah. yeah or it's yeah. a smell module <laughs> 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 yeah. 
but I, I do feel like what Mike is saying here is that there could be something that you can modify in this headset and, and the front could be that space where it's like you go on the store of Steam and you're like, oh, what do I want to have in the front? Or you can switch things around. Um, I do think that Steam does want their, for example, Steam logo lighting up somewhere or have, I feel like there, there, there's, there is something more that they kind of want to use. And as you said, like maybe something uh, LED in there could make yeah. things pop. I mean, we all know the Steam machine. The Steam machine is this computer kind of like console thing. They have like the Steam logo that that glows purple. So it could be that they yeah. that they use that in in some way. I don't know. But there is definitely the, space in the front to mm-hmm. put something in there. And what that is, I don't know. Um, they kind uh, of been they've been teasing it though so much that. I would be really surprised if it's just promotional material. You know, if it's just the logo, I'd be super disappointed. I, I kind of get the feeling that, you know, this whole concept of like the leap motion thing. I mean, again, it's a Perspex panel or whatever it is. It's see-through. There's a reason for that engineering, right? And I wonder if it is going to be some kind of additional tieback for hand presence and to resolve a problem of bringing your hands close to your face. Maybe something like that against the competition. That could be another strong play. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe. And plus, we, we do know that the original Vive also had a see through camera in there in the middle, you know, that you could use. Yeah. So uh, maybe they, they will continue using that. Yeah. Like, I want to hear from do... Headset Man. <laughs> I really want to hear what headset Thomas man. is thinking here because he's, <laughs> got, uh, he's got it literally. <laughs> Half set, half half warehouse of headsets behind him. What do you think this is going to be? What's going to fill that void? I I think it's it will be leap motion. Yeah. I, okay. I think so. But yeah. Otherwise, does it make sense? It 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 already have two cameras and stuff. But I I I have no idea. Perhaps it's even for a little dongle for some other equipment, another additional Bluetooth dongle or whatever. Um, it's it's very hard to say. But perhaps we will know on uh, May first. Mm. <laughs> so yes. some yes. we'll definitely know on May first. Um, Go on. Rave Shock says maybe to connect a mobile device or something to make it a standalone headset. Could be. Um, we also have someone saying it's a contactless pay, so you can pay your pizza delivery man without taking the headset off. Uh, another one is like a field of view slider, maybe like one that with touch, so you're like swiping around the volume and things like that, you know. Um, and um, my mic yeah, used to change his IPD things. on the fly in any game. No, I don't want that much. Uh, more FOV, please. No, but I'm really um, so for people who don't know like this technology, right? The ability to have your hands be the controllers is 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 pretty nifty. And for anyone who's used it before, the original Leap Motion was was very. What are you What are you showing there? What is that? Uh, this is Tom? a Leap Motion module of the Pimax. This is how how it looks. Oh right! This is, uh, I've never seen put that. Under, yeah, this is put under the uh, Pimax, and then you can yeah use your hands as a controller. Uh, this is this. It's not very big, so perhaps it could be even a little bit smaller and fit in the um yeah, yeah. In the index. We don't know. It's mm. adding up now. Mm. It's definitely adding up. And it, awesome. and if hardware dude is telling us this, I I'm I'm bought. It's a leap motion. Someone in the chat is also saying it. Uh, an Intel RealSense could also fit in there. Um, or the says it's do? obviously a portal generator. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so much speculation around it. I think this is one of the biggest mysteries around this headset. Uh, I'm super excited to find out what it is. But let's go over some other things that we do know about it, um, because we do know that it's got built-in uh, earphones, you know, like we know and love on the Rift. Uh, the cool thing is about these ones, they're going to be open back design, so you're going to get some real nice sound coming out of these puppies. Uh, I'm really happy that they went this way because I was really disappointed that Rift S you know, ditch the earphones. Uh, I think the audio is okay, but, you know, it's it's one of the weakest points of the headset, I would say, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The headset itself, uh, the head strap itself on the Index looks very similar to that of the Vive Pro uh, with a sort of ratchet uh, system at the back to kind of tighten it up. Uh, it has a, a manual IPD slider on the bottom, which and, and I think, you know, it's it's such an expert troll on their behalf, you know, to, to really focus on the fact that this headset has manual <laughs> IPD yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Oculus have just removed it from the Rift S and it got a lot of people upset about it. So to tease this picture, specifically showing the bottom of the headset with a manual IPD, I think is a really great move from them. Um, you can also see on the bottom as well, it looks like it's got a button to uh, adjust the lenses to and from your face. So you can accommodate glasses if you're a glasses wearer, uh, which is another great little feature. Like uh, Voodoo mentioned earlier on, you know, it's got these two front facing cameras on the bottom of the headset. Again, we don't know what these are going to be used for, whether they're going to be used for pass through mode or some sort of hand tracking. I'm not sure, but I think it would be unlikely that it's going to be used for like Windows ML style tracking because dotted around the headset, we can already see that it's got these like, uh, you know, uh, lighthouse tracking diodes dotted around the headset so it's clear that they're going to be using base stations uh technology to track this headset um so i don't think they'll be using it for tracking what do you think voodoo about that um yeah i i also don't think that this will be uh possible to to use the windows mixed reality controllers because uh yeah we the, the rift s has five cameras and the tracking would be much better i don't think that valve is gonna go this way no, I don't think so. We also need to mention that uh, Steam VR uh, Lighthouse 2.0 is still around as well. That uh, developers have been using, well, you know, working with the Knuckles and, of course, now the Index. So these were also not just around for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got a prediction. Mina... Go on, Zim. Sorry. Uh, just in terms of that glass panel, the thing that's jumping out at me right now, I don't know if anyone remembers from N64 era. The expansion memory card. I'm not talking mm-hmm. memory, but I'm what I'm seeing here with this is some extra that doesn't come with the base headset that you can buy as an upgrade to help reduce the base price. You mentioned the kind of a wireless module, but I'm thinking, you know, going along with, with what Voodoo is saying, some additional accessory that is going to expand the functionality of this headset and that that expandability of the headset is also going to give it additional shelf life. In other words, here's a module that today contains some engineered you know, electronics. Two years from now, you'll be able to plug in something else that may upgrade it differently. And having an expansion port like that in such a, an, an important area uh, could really change this headset uh, from a buyer's perspective because you're thinking, I can upgrade it in the same way I can a modular PC. You know, So mm-hmm. to me, all of a sudden, that just dawned on me that maybe the N64 expansion slot is what Valve have been thinking here. Yeah, nice. Like uh, the rumors are also that, you know, you're going to be able to buy this uh, headset or controllers or base stations a la carte if you want it that way, or you're going to be able to buy it as a complete bundle. So, Mm. you know, if you already have base stations because you've got a Vive already, you won't need to buy them again, maybe, unless you really want the 2.0 base stations. Hmm. 
So yeah. something else that I found interesting was they also, well, leaked. I don't think every everything here is a leak. It's just, you know, uh, the marketing Valve goes for it because, you know, they, they have always been uh, using speculations to kind of hype up their products and it's a smart way to do it. Um, but they uh, leaked this this logo of theirs as well. I'm not sure if we have a picture that we can show, um, but you see a little little uh, head, like a, a person uh, looking into two, I think lenses, right? Yeah, and exactly. what people yeah. are saying, maybe Mike can explain it, that yep. you know, there's something going on with that. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're exactly right. So the logo is is basically two semicircles and then a circle. So apparently the circle is there to represent your eyeball and the semicircles are there to represent the lenses. And the rumor is that this uses uh, stacked Fresnel lenses. So traditional headsets like the Rift and the Vive use a single Fresnel lens. And what they're doing with this is doubling them up. And I think what they're saying, or the rumor again, is that by stacking the Fresnel lenses, you can increase the field of view without having to widen the uh, panels uh, in in a way. So like you, you know, like the like the Pimax does it. It's you know the panels are, 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 are arranged in a way that you know you can get this wide field of view. That's the the rumor. I don't know how how re in reality that would work, but uh, it sounds kind of like an interesting <laughs> rumor. Hmm. But this would explain the design of the headset, because if you look at the front, it has a very strange design. Like all the headsets we have seen so far kind of line up with each other in some way, in, mm. in, in, in terms of how the panel on the front looks like, you know, the plastic part. But this one has such a strange, like slim, weird, uh, yeah, I don't know. And it might yeah. be connected with how these lenses have been stacked up in there. Mm. Yeah, because the rumor right now is that the, the the field of view is going to be 135 degrees. Uh, obviously, you know, what we're this used is to like, is roughly 100 to 110. Yeah. These, the, these specs, the rumors, is absolutely killing me. It is killing me yeah. because this sounds like a, a foundational leap. This sounds like HMD 2.0, you know, and if it if it is that and it's freaking selling in May, please take my kidney now. Okay. Well, because this is the, this is the thing. This you know, they're saying this is an upgrade. You know, on their marketing on the Steam page, they're saying, "Are you ready for an upgrade?" This is what they're saying. It is. You know, the the rumored resolution is going to be similar to that of the Vive Pro, around sixteen hundred yeah. by fourteen forty per eye. Um, and you know, I think it's very very exciting. But I think the one thing that may hold this back, and it's the only one thing that I can think of, is going to be the price because I don't think this headset's going to be cheap. And I think this is where, you know, a lot of people when this was announced were like, yeah, Rift S is dead. You know, this is the headset to go for. Fair, fair point. You know, you're entitled to your opinions, of course. Uh, but I think what Rift S have done is aggressively price themselves in the market. They've done that yes. from day one. Uh, but with yeah. this headset, and we know historically that Valve hardware has, hasn't exactly been cheap. And, you know, I think my guess is, uh, it's going to be between 600 and 800 US dollars to buy this headset yeah. as a bundle. I don't know about well, you guys. What do you think about price? Yeah, I think so as well. Like uh, $499 for the headset only and like uh, $699 well, for, for the bundle. Based, based on how they, they have been advertising this field of view slider and they are pointing towards others like, listen, we're ready to compete then they are also going to compete in price. Um, plus, I mean, Valve does have the space to do that as well. I mean, we know Facebook is very big, so they can sell a Quest 
NARIFTS for a very cheap price. Well, you can see, for example, HTC struggling with their, uh, um, you know, their their own standalone, the the focus that is priced at what is it like seven eight hundred, and then yeah. people are saying like, oh, what the price? It's ridiculous, but they don't realize that the Quest is getting sold for a price that they can, you know, price because they are such a big company, so they can sell it with a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we look at the products uh, Steam sold before, the Steam Machine, the Steam Link, the Steam Controller, um, those were also very cheap. Of course, we're talking about very small products, but they were always in a very nice price range. And Valve wants to sell this headset. They want to jump into the, like the arena now with all the other uh, competitors. So I do mm-hmm. think they know that price is a very crucial thing in the vr market right now yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and and they are going to put this on the front page of steam they're like i don't know 12 13 million people online every day on steam and i'm sure that they have all these statistics of how much people were are willing to spend on a potential headset so they have all this data of also people using the rift using the samsung odyssey they know everything vr wise of what people are doing how much they spend things like that but I think you've got to remember that with the with the uh, the indexes, you know, they've developed these controllers from scratch. You know uh, that you're going to need base stations as well, which is another expensive component you need to build because they've got intricate gyroscopes in there. I don't, I don't think there's any way they're going to be able to release this headset for four hundred or five hundred US dollars. But if they, I if don't they, think so. if they, if they, t- it depends on who they want to target. Of course, if they want to target the high end market, then yeah, you know, makes makes sense. Then. Everything they have been building for the last few years have been built in mind with who they want to target. So they they can't just suddenly drop down the price. Mm. Um, so if it is the high end market, then yeah, then it makes makes sense. But on the other side, as you said, it's modifiable. So you could maybe buy a very shallow headset in some way, but mm. then with this upgrade, it's way more expensive. Mm. We don't know how much I, it's I re- gonna cost the- to put something in the front and what that's going to be. So, so with the base model, but think of it. Like, think of it as a two hundred dollar module, right? Think of it. Think of it was because you were talking about price here, right? Price point. I still think they're going to be on the, closer to a thousand dollars than anything else. I really think they're going to be mm-hmm. pushing it, whether that's with or without this additional module. The the thing is, where Vive succeeded last time with the HTC Vive, you know, you you actually had a price leader in the same way that Sony used to position themselves, or that Mercedes positions themselves in in the automotive industry, where you say. We're the most expensive and people have this kind of natural inclination that, you know, that's the best. And if it is mm. a marriage of the two things, people mm-hmm. will pony up. Now, 16-year-old gamer will be there, you know, bleeding heart saying, there's no way I can afford this headset. But they'll still be pining for it, yearning for it, wanting it. Um, and and the same thing is true for the creator audience, right? I mean, th- these headsets aren't cheap. May looks like it's going to be very expensive for all of us. Um, but yeah. this headset, yeah. if they drop it, forget the hardware. Drop one Valve game with this, just one. Any so single get, one of their that's IPs. That's what I wanted to say as well. Yeah. But before if, we get if into they the game, so Half Life. But before before we go deeper down the rabbit hole, um, you need to know that I, like Valve has this Apple level. So Apple sells these iPhones for years now. They're always super expensive, and people just buy them. And it's the same with with Valve has this status of like if they make a game. If they make hardware, a lot of people buy it. I don't know the numbers of how many Steam controllers they sold or Steam Links, but I'm sure a lot of people have them. And again, they have the one of the biggest freaking gaming platforms on the planet, okay? 
I mean, as I said, there are like 12, 30 million people online every day. Plus, they had the vibe. They learned a lot from that. They pulled in a lot of data. So they have definitely used that to learn from that. They let HTC do their thing. And they were learning along the way, working on their own stuff. And everyone, every month is filling in the survey of, hey, how was my VR experience? What headset do I have? What computer do I own? So they also know in what range they had to build this headset, what specs it needs to run. and they, they have so much data to play around with. So I think they, they have been polishing this up to, to a standard that yeah, might bring us closer to the tipping point of VR going mainstream. So, so you think this is at like three ninety nine for the whole bundle no, and they sell it with a no, loss? No, 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 no. I, I, I think like, oh, are we going to do this again? Or are we going to? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to guess, I'm going to guess around maybe, maybe 650, 750. That okay. price range. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you then, Zim? You, you already know my answer because we've had this conversation offline, but I'm going to say it anyway. 899. And the reason I say that is because I think they are going to hit, because of manufacturing costs, because of what they're squeezing into this thing, uh, the technology, all that that's gone into it, the fact that they're manufacturing this, you know, either with a partner or by themselves, um, I think that, that that price point is still something with inflation. That is where we've gone linear progression since. And the one other thing I wanted to show for for our visual watchers um, is is just where I think the uh, where I think the market kind of is is that I think Oculus have targeted the bottom of the pyramid, and that right now they're looking to price down, and they're also looking with things like asynchronous space warp and stuff that they're looking to allow lower end. Uh, users, and I mean that from a from a hardware perspective, to to kind of play VR at a comfortable level, and they're spending a lot of time kind of cranking that screw downwards, which is obviously something that Ereb, for instance, didn't like and decided to feck off. Um, but the Vive, I think, is is really going to the top end of the market. We've seen it in a few different places with the Vive Pro, with the McLaren headset. I really think that they're looking for medium to top tier, and with that, a price of nine hundred quid but, 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 uh, is but- not. Gonna be a problem. But on the other side, you need to need to know that HTC is deciding the prices with the the Pro and the Focus and those kind of things, and those <laughs> prices come out of Asia, so it has nothing to do with Valve. Of course, Valve was impo- involved with the with the Vive headset, but not with the Focus or all the other prices. We have clearly seen that HTC is slowly leaving the market of consumers. They are going into a different market of like uh, business to business, arcades, stuff like that. Yeah. But they they are moving away right now. And it, it seems like, you know, Valve wants to take up the place right now of, hey, listen, we're, we're mm-hmm. there for the high end. I hope Valve is focusing on medium and high end, mm-hmm. but this is definitely not going to yeah, be, th- be cheap, 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 you know? No. I think no. that for like a headset for 500, for example, is quite expensive compared to everything we have nowadays, you know? But for what you get, it might yeah. be a cheap price. And, and and this is this is the point that I want to get to is that although I think you know between six hundred and eight hundred US dollars is going to be the retail price for this headset, I think it's going to be worth it. And the reason why is because of the games. You know, we've always said this before, over and over again. Like content is king, and if Valve come out with these three uh, Valve IP games that they've been developed, and they are like the games that we've been dreaming of and hoping of for all these years, Portal, you know, Half-Life, Left 4 Dead, whatever they may Left be. But, you know, and, and and the best way you're going to be able to play these games is with these index controllers and it's really going to have like this integrated, um, you know, interaction with the world with these controllers. 
to get the best experience, then this is going to sell like crazy. I mean, I mean, if we look at Boneworks and the trailer they have put out, and uh, uh, spoiler wow. alert, tomorrow they come up with a new video. I heard, so we're going to see more. But if you see that, and if that's wow. that's the engine every game runs on, and the way it interacts with your fingers. <laughs> That, that could already be a baseline of what people want, you know. Uh, Valve is the only one now that is going to use the Knuckles AKA Index controllers as the, the main controllers now. And these are not lining up with what we had before. They are not similar to the, to the Oculus mm. Touch controllers, not the Vive ones, not the Mixed Reality controllers. This is a new level where you can use your actual fingers to play games. So it's going to be a different standard. They are going to uh, build things from scratch with hand tracking in mind so we're gonna see something else something new and the way you then play your vr games is also going to be like magical in a new way like discovering vr for the first time again but with new you know yeah. it's 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 like just watching boneworks makes me already excited for what this engine could be and what they pull off with that it's it seems to be so original and with those three games yes they might sell the headset because I'm sure they are going to bundle these games with the headset, hopefully also in stores, of course. I mean, that's always very important to have. Um, but um, the thing is, all the developers right now have been working with this headset for a while. Clouded Games was the one that spoiled this whole thing where they <laughs> didn't properly blur their image. Although I do think that was also part of the marketing to kind of get people even more excited. Like all these leaks we have seen over the past months have all been done by Valve themselves. Even the the uh, that stream uh, the guy from Zalubo was doing, you know, uh, Zalubo is like the guy who made uh, the Moondust demo and also Vertigo. He was streaming and then he accidentally uh, leaked uh, the fact that he was playing with the index and you could see uh, the render resolution and also uh, the, the amount of hearts this headset was, was going to get. I mean, he's working close together with Valve. And Valve is like, you know, laughing their asses off. Well, we are all like, oh, here's another leak. Oh, here we go. <laughs> like th that's their marketing campaign. And they have been doing it with 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 so many things they have been releasing in, in the past. And yeah. I think it's a genius marketing campaign. And yeah, even with, you know, throwing this, like what company throws their their Steam page on there of their product already and just give some have information and then also confirm it. Oops. Being like, well, it kind of like what you see here does kind of match with what we are going to release. Like it's all built on hype and we make this product uh, successful right now by talking about it, by by saying what we think it's going to be. But again, yeah, content is king. If they can pull it off with games, if they can pull it off with this engine, we still don't know what it's capable of. This is like the next level of VR. And if yeah, people tried right. it, they don't want to try any other headset. This is like serious competition for all the other headsets out there. Because mm. let's be honest, the mixed reality headsets, the, the Oculus Rift, the, the HTC Vive and some others, they were all kind of in the same same area of like competing with each other. But the, the, the knuckle controllers, the knuckles, the index controllers, they might break that and say like, okay, listen, everyone wake up. We're going to the next uh, station. We're going mm. to the next level. Yeah, and, and what I want to do is kind of just kind of loop it around to the beginning because we mentioned about the date. Um, you know, obviously the first of May is when potentially the store is going to open, so you can purchase this shipping around the fifteenth of June. <laughs> but obviously the rumor is, again, we still don't know for sure. The rumor is that the Rift S and the Quest are both going to launch uh, 
Facebook F8, which takes between uh, takes place between the 30th of April and the 1st of May. So it would be super, super interesting if both the Rift S and the Valve Index go on sale at the same day and just to see the dynamic between the community and what people tend to sort of gravitate yeah. towards is going to be yeah. very interesting indeed. I can't wait to sit on the sidelines to see what happens. But, uh, it's, but of it's, course, I'm going to be money, money. both. Pre, pre, pre-order <laughs> windows are so smart to go for because you show every everyone what it's capable of, what you can play on it, what you can experience. Then people have like maybe two weeks or, or longer because you said like May first is like when they're going to do their announcement and then they will mm-hmm. also tell you how much it's going to be and w- until when you can pre-order it because they said in june they're going to ship it so that means yeah. that you have like a month to think about what is going to um going to release soon and yeah. all these developers that have been developing stuff as well they might also finally speak out because i'm sure that valve wants to go for this storm of like people saying like okay you can play this you can play that and you can do this because they're not just going to be like here are our three games no here's our community that we work together with this is what we made together because it's a community thing you know all these mm-hmm. developers have been working on their own thing so i think they're gonna gonna go for this spree of games like what rift did you know and quest like we have 50 mm-hmm. games we have 50 games coming out i think they're gonna go for something like that. i don't know yeah that heavy i mean the thing is they've already got that they're they're bringing with them a caboose of steam library vr games right all if, if all that works and provided it's been tested and it runs smoothly then then we're good but i i i wonder about this this launch right the, the launching together the only thing I'm going to say, right, because it just struck me, Mike, when you were talking about the, the date maybe being the same for both headsets or very, very close. Uh, something that I learned uh, back with my DK2 uh, and the CV1 pre-orders, and Voodoo's probably got 50 pre-orders or something that he's done. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I would say is if you're going to purchase on the back of a credit card or like PayPal or something, I got to say that like paypal one touch where you get your address and stuff preloaded ready to go and you can check out faster if you want to be first at the queue it's a it's a pro tip to load that stuff up get it ready have a page ready or at very least have your address details and stuff like that ready for copy paste i don't know how you guys do it but um those are the those are the speed tips that i would give for anyone trying to get you know beat the queue be the first one as you're f5ing like mad refreshing that website yeah, like for me, you know, like, you know, the Quest and the Rift S are going to be a, ba- a day one buy anyway. But uh, for me, you know, the Reverb was going to be my third headset that I was going to buy. You know, I was all sort of set in my mind that the Reverb was going to be the, the one to buy. And then as soon as the the Index news dropped, then that, that was cancelled. And uh, it's going to be uh, the Index alongside the other two. So, yeah, it's going to be an expensive month, but I think it's going to be a super fun time for all of us. Yeah. Oh, true. yes, that's yeah. right. So someone says, uh, um, uh, I'll keep my pre-order index finger ready the whole day. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, let's move on then from the index. Uh, We're all super excited about it, of course. Uh, As soon as we get more information about it, well, of course, share. Well, it with you, you know, you know, else. you know. It's weird that usually, and I think that that that's for every 
every one of us is that since we are running a YouTube channel and we have all these headsets out there, it becomes some kind of like political game where it's like, hey, like I'm sure you guys also get the same question where people are asking like, what is your favorite headset? Usually I'm not really going there because I'm like, it doesn't matter. We want VR to become mainstream and every headset helps. If it's the Nintendo Labo, it's if it's a Pimax, uh, a Quest or the Index, it doesn't matter. Everyone is helping to create the hype, right? Um, but for the first time, when I was still in Boston with you guys, and I was at this Facebook gaming party, and that's where they announced it accidentally, and we were like, whoa, 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 we were all super excited. It's like, it feels like no one is ashamed of being like this Valve kind of like fanboy. Even yeah. even even on the show floor of PAX, I spoke to a few people. I said like, hey, listen, you know, did you hear about this headset coming out? They were like, you know, every no one says it, but you know, everyone is a is is fan of Steam and Valve, you know. But <laughs> it's like this secret. Every almost everyone is in some way. It's, I think it's funny, you know. Valve has it, been like no one has ever been screwed over by Valve. I feel like it's like everyone has this love for them. They don't lie to you. What they announce is what they announce. What they release is what they release. They don't screw around. And plus, like for many of us, like we grew up you know, playing Half-Life, playing Portal, you yeah. know, we, we grew up in a time where Steam didn't even exist. So, so you know, like having Steam and having this, uh, you know, one-stop shop for your gaming needs, it basically flipped the whole industry on its head. You know, yeah. it, it almost killed physical yeah. retail games overnight. Uh, if it wasn't for, I... for consoles, I don't think, you know, retail stores would exist for games anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah. I... I remember when Steam was green. It was green and you had to walk a mile in the snow. Yeah. No, for, like, I, I think everyone has a certain relationship with Steam and also, you know, your Steam profile. You know, my profile and all the Steam games I have on there and my, yeah. my friends I played titles with um, is something that means a lot, you know? Like, Steam really brought a lot of people together and hopefully they will also do that in VR. Yeah. I I'm sure so they is. will. I'm sure they will. I'm super hyped for it. And I'm sure everyone in the chat is super hyped for it as well. Um, but let's quickly round up the show then uh, with our final topic and quickly talk about the <laughs> Nintendo Labo VR uh, because we talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast. Uh, if you missed that episode, I'll quickly recap. Uh, Nintendo are basically releasing a series of VR uh, Labo kits. Uh, Labo is basically a cardboard kits that you have to build yourself. Loads of various different designs that basically incorporate the Joy-Cons and the Switch uh, for unique uh, and unusual gameplay experiences, you know, great for sort of playing with your kids and stuff like that. Uh, but they're going to be bringing a VR kit out, which was a big surprise. Uh, we'd There'd been rumors about it in the past, but it was a surprise when the information dropped. And basically, you're going to be able to buy a VR starter kit, which includes the VR goggles and a blaster gun. This is going to be a base kit that's required for all the expansion sets, and it's going to cost around 40 US dollars. There's also going to be two expansion sets, which have like a bird, uh, uh, like a, a an, elephant. an elephant, <laughs> yeah, like a wind pedal, some other crazy sort of contraptions, and they're going to be about $20 each. Uh, and we thought, you know, oh, that's really cool. The Nintendo are dipping their toes back into VR. And, you know, based on these kits, maybe if they were success financially, that Nintendo might bring some more VR stuff to the table. But it seems like, you know, they threw a, a, a blue shell at us uh, and really sort of stunned us all by saying, you know what? You know, uh, along alongside these Labo kits, we're also putting an update to Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild, two of the biggest games on the Nintendo Switch, and they're going to be getting their own VR experiences. Bam. And I was, I was just like, holy crap! 
this is awesome. I own both of these games. Yeah, I, I finished both of these games. I love them. I adore them. And I'm so happy that they're going to get VR support. How did you guys feel about the, you know, this news? Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm a big Nintendo fan as well. And I, of course, pre-ordered the full package of all of this stuff. And um, yeah, but I'm curious about um, playing like Zelda with this headset because everything we saw from this headset, it has no head strap and you hold it in front of your face. So how can you control the game with uh, like this? Oh, Maybe. Like That's my this? guess. Oh, oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> I, I can't believe that I can play th- like this uh, for, for two hours. <laughs> or oh, what? It's, well, it's a think, little bit strange. Uh, well- in case of uh, Zelda, yeah, that's going to be an issue. In case of Mario Odyssey, if you look at it, it has yeah. like several mini games. So you play a mini game for five to ten minutes, done, and then you uh, stop. Uh, but with Zelda, yeah, yeah that's, I don't know, uh, like strange. that's, strange. that's uh, very strange indeed. But uh, this is funny. Like every time Nintendo has been announcing something VR now with with Labo, everyone's like, "Yeah, this is stupid and doesn't work. And why is this?" And then like again, they're gonna gonna come up with something where it's like hey you have this stand for your i don't know uh cardboard headset and you can like they're not just gonna do this and be like okay yeah you just gotta hold it for that long like all the mini games we have seen so far for labo have all this certain amount of time that matches with how long kids can hold it you know kids Mm -hmm. have like these spaghetti arms i have also spaghetti arms I can't hold it for that long. It's not going to happen. Although you did do a pretty good job with the but microphone it, backup packs, I have to say. I, yeah, that's <laughs> You true. did a fantastic job. Um, oh, I was going to yeah. say, thank you for finally am, giving me the, the reason I'm excited about The reason I'm excited about this is maybe not even these titles. It is the fact that this opens a huge Pandora's box of all of Nintendo's back catalog, things like Super Smash Brothers or Pikmin, all these different games. Pokemon related games. When it, when it, when are they going to say? You know, are they going to say now? Oh, that's off limits. That could not be VRified. They've just converted mm-hmm. two of the biggest titles. Uh, you know, for Labo. I mean, that's that's great. I, this is something I've been wishing for for a couple of years. Now, there's people on the other side of the fence saying it's a low resolution headset. To them, I say, do you really think that impassioned hundreds of thousands of developers uh, out there aren't going to be able to crack this and bring it to PC somehow, that's going to happen. I am convinced that's going to happen because every other emulator under the sun has brought, you know, console games across. So just wait, just wait for them to kind of break the code or whatever of Enigma and get into this. But in the interim, Nintendo has delivered quality consistently. And I think that's Nathan, what you were saying is essentially don't expect that they haven't got an answer to this like head strap and tracking thing. They have an answer. We just don't know what it is yet. For for the developers out there who are going to do something PC wise, uh, just be sure you do this on an anonymous address because uh, like Nintendo has been taking down a lot of stuff before, Um, you know, Mm. fan made things. And so we'll see, but um, I, I, I'm so happy because, uh, Nintendo is a master in making third-person titles. And I have always been defending third-person titles in VR. A lot of people say, like, why why does this need to be in VR? You know, why doesn't it work? People usually don't understand why third-person is such a beautiful thing in VR. You know, Edge of Nowhere, Lucky Steel, Moss. I could go on forever. Hellblade. Hellblade, exactly. Um, Hellblade's so good. (laughs) 
yeah i mean i mean hellblade is the same story you know they add this camera to it and then you can play with the character and they did the same with mario odyssey and zelda so yeah i think it's awesome and and kids will love it it's like it's like you know when i was back in school i we made these shoe boxes and you could like make your own world inside and then you look through it you know you peek through it and you're like whoa this is awesome that's the same with nintendo you know when i built a shoe box i could barely see in there and could see what 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 i was playing but it was still super immersive and it's the same with this nintendo they're gonna yeah, you're absolutely right. They're going to open eyes. They're going to transform absolutely masses of youth into this whole concept. People who haven't been introduced to it. And the other thing that I love about Nintendo is they're reducing the age barrier that the other companies have set. And I really have a, an issue with yes. this because I might have told this sob story before, but like putting my daughter into a social experience on a day when she's not meeting any of her friends and she wants to just go talk to some people. And they're like, sorry, I can tell she's not 13 delete your account. And I'm like, you know what? There's absolutely no solution right now for a kid to, um, you know, experience something like that and not get kind of shamed for it. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. if, if I've grilled my eyes and brain in VR for the last five years and I have no symptoms, I'm totally comfortable with putting my kids in it. There you go. Yeah. So like the official spin from uh, Nintendo in terms of what is going to be available in these two experiences, starting off with Mario Odyssey, uh, apparently apparently you're going to experience small areas of the Cap, Seaside and Luncheon Kingdoms in a whole new way with the Toy-Con VR goggles. Players must collect music tones and coins to complete complete objectives in three new mini missions. Uh, In Zelda, you'll be able to enjoy this epic adventure like never before. Change modes at any time whilst adventuring to explore your favorite places with VR. Both games will re- receive the free update on the 26th yeah. of April uh, to be compatible with the VR goggles. It w- I, I, works I, with I, existing save games. It works with existing yeah, save yeah, games for yeah. Zelda. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like with Zelda, we're going to see a, a VR part like in Hellblade, where it's just, you know, you can be in VR and you can play it that way. But with this Mario Odyssey yeah. stuff, since it has been like it has like built from the ground Custom up built. mini games, that you will have a certain interaction with with Mario that uh, makes this VR mode even more fun, where it maybe throws stuff at you or because what Nintendo does so well is like you getting this connection with characters when you play with them, and I think with VR they have certain ideas that we haven't seen come to the screen before. You know, where it's same with yeah. Moss, where Quill is like sometimes looking at you or waving at you or, you know, things like that. We'll see. But uh, Nintendo um, is definitely going to help the VR market so much in ways we haven't seen before. And again, it's so beautiful to see kids being able to build their own headset uh, with their parents or alone or whatever, or kids at heart in, in our case. Um, and j- just then play whatever you want to play. Uh, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't have to uh, buy a, a glue bottle to keep the headset on your face. Yeah. But I'm sure they are coming up with some kind of virtual boy construction that might work. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Absolutely. Yeah. Super hyped for that as well. Really looking forward to seeing how it all plays out with the Nintendo Labo VR stuff. Uh, but let us know if you've got any questions in the comments down below um, and then we can sort of wrap up the show. We have been going on a little bit longer than usual, but we had so much uh, to catch up stuff. With. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. The index so is like a bombshell. Whenever we talk about Valve, we just get 
drawn into this long-winded conversation where we just can't help ourselves. Uh, but just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Also yeah. check out the audio version available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave us a nice review on iTunes. Yes. Um, Thanks again yeah. to Vudu as well for joining us again this week. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Again. <laughs> Always awesome to have you on. Uh, Rowdy will be back next week, I think. Um, mm. And uh, hopefully by next week, my internet would have been fixed so I can talk to you guys normally <laughs> like I normally do. Also, slam a like I on got this a question. video. Let's uh, let you know uh, you yep. care. Would be nice. Absolutely. No. I got a simple question for our for our guest Vudu before we uh, before we take any from chat, which sure. is. Where the heck is Microsoft in all of this in terms of uh, the Xbox and being what seems to be way behind the pack? What's your take on that? Like, why are they not dipping into VR? Um, I think they uh, expected more from the uh, Windows Mixed Reality headset. So we've seen uh, um, low numbers uh, in the Steam VR statistics. But uh, today I've seen that they uh, were over, over the 10%. Uh, on Steam, so it's it's getting more, it's yeah. getting more. But uh, I think Microsoft is uh, it's going for AR stuff now. They are uh, focused on their Hololens stuff, and uh, I don't think there will be um, some Microsoft stuff in the next two years, if you ask me. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I've I've always um, historically preferred Microsoft over like PlayStation and it was only really like I've had PlayStations now and then and you know I picked up a place PlayStation 4 and then I didn't have one for a while and then I I picked one up again when I got the PSVR but I have to say like you know PlayStation are are dominating not only just the PSVR but it seems like the console market in general right now Mm -hmm. um and Microsoft doesn't really seem to be competing that hard like especially with exclusive titles and other oh. features, so I don't They've know. They've been struggling for a while now. Yeah, um, but they have some time because, as we, as you all know, PlayStation will not announce anything at E3 this year, but next year. So usually they go toe to toe with new hardware releases. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, as Fudu said, uh, they're just you know seeing what's what's going on in the market with mixed reality. I'm still surprised yeah. with that because mixed reality, it's such a, like all these headsets, they're super nice, you know, the, the Samsung they, Odyssey they cool. and the, the HP and the Acer, they're all so cheap and they work and they do the trick. So yeah, but it's growing, as you said, you know, patience yeah, is key, they say. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Any questions from the, uh, from the chat that any sort of burning things that people want to know, maybe about us or about the VR industry in general, especially uh-huh. as we've got like a voodoo in the house with his crazy collection of headsets in the background <laughs> well uh, uh, first of all a lot so, of people are thanking us for for uh, for all the news uh so that's that's great to hear thank you for listening and thank you for watching we really appreciate it it's a shared appreciation we have here um someone is asking something super specific but maybe we can dive into this um so loto is saying what do you think oculus was thinking when they chose to put an integrated audio when everyone knows how noisy uh, the gpu fans can be Oh, like, um, I guess he's talking about like, um, for the S like the, the Rift S or is he talking about I the think, Quest? I think he's talking That'd about be the Rift S because the, 
be, be, yeah, what he's saying is, so if, if you're a PC builder, right, and you're maxing yeah. out your machine, uh, unlike oh. Mike's beautiful silent uh, PC, a lot of gamers have a PC that makes quite a bit of noise. And if you don't have like a proper pair of cans covering your ears, mm-hmm. you know, this, 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 this background noise is going to be a real pain in the ass. Yeah, no, I I agree. <laughs> that I agree. Is a very I, legit point he's making. I didn't even think about that. Yet. Yeah, it is I, I very think, legitimate. You know, like, I think Oculus um, really missed the mark with the audio department on the Rift S. You know, I, I'm really disappointed to see the the built-in earphones go. I I really love them. You know, I have them on every single headset now. I bought some for the Mantis headphones for the PSVR. You know, yeah, I bought the deluxe audio strap really for the good. Pimax. Uh, because I just can't live without that now. Uh, and, and that's a real shame with the Rift S. There is some rumor that Oculus are going to be working on some sort of accessory or some mm. sort of upgrade that you can fix that. But I don't know. It I, seems... I think you could buy also attachme- attachments for your uh, Oculus Rift, your original one, because you tested it out uh, back in the days, right? Yeah, you could. Uh, but they mounted in the exact same way as the original ones. So... Mm. Um, because you don't have that mounting mechanism there, they'll have to do something like what the PSVR Mantis headphones do, and they basically clip onto the top. If I if I show you very quickly on the camera, oh, um, so this is the PSVR, and this is a third-party accessory. But basically, you can like uh, got these little hooks on um, on ah. that they basically clip over the rigid head strap, and then it has drop-down earphones. So maybe they could develop something like oh. that uh, as an upgrade. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. I, anyway, I can also confirm that these Mantis are working with the HP and Lenovo Explorer as well. I put them on yeah. all of them, so perhaps huh. it will, will even work with the with the Rift S. Yeah, I mean, they they will. I will they try will. this. <laughs> yeah, they they will absolutely work. Uh, like you said, because it just uses a, a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Yeah. So you, you could go out and buy them. They're available now on Amazon, about 50, 50 quid. I think like onboard audio the is great I'm... when you're when you're taking it on the go, but. It's they are just no, not noise reducing at all. They they just and also when you put them on the loudest, yeah, other people yeah. can enjoy what you're playing. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know what they were thinking in that sense of. But like, just, just oh, give I think, it as but an I think part of this get rid of them. Part of this decision must have also come as all the positive feedback they got from the Go. Because the Go released, one of the things that mm-hmm. stood out in reviews and our own comments was, "Hey, the audio solution is like magic." And now they're like, oh, well, we'll just port this over to the S and it'll be perfect. But I love this comment. I, I didn't consider this. I tend to build quiet PCs for myself, but there is a majority of gamers uh, who's going to care about this. And I think it's a very important point. And for somebody who has used uh, that extra cable and external audio over his Rift, I, I took mine off ages ago. It's that extra hassle. It's that extra cable. You know, um, Are people going to want that? Probably not. And actually, Mike, I think most of the world is going to agree with you and say, wrong decision. But yeah. Yeah, they have, I, I to, think they have the, to lie in their bed now. Yeah, I think the expectations of uh, a, what a PC VR headset can deliver are different from what a mobile or standalone headset can deliver. You know, you can understand the sacrifices yeah. with mobile and standalone because the idea is it's very quick and accessible. You can swap it between different users quickly, and uh, and we're happy with that. I, I don't have an issue with that at all. When it comes to PC, though, you know, you're more than likely going to be spending you know many hours in a PC VR headset. Uh, for longer periods of time, and I think you want the best possible immersive experience you can, and you can only get that with true, really uh, high-quality audio. 
as well as the visuals. Well, again, you know, this was a collaboration between Lenovo, so it could be that this was the blueprint, this is what they could buy, and they were not allowed to modify it or the other way around. Yeah, so I yeah. think both of these parties had to come together to, you know, sell this headset. And this is what it is. This is what we're getting. So yeah. Yeah, for the for the price, you yeah. know, when when you well when we find out eventually how much the index is going to cost, I think you'll start to really notice, you know, this is what they're going for. Like you said, Nathy, the low end market, <laughs> or you know, and Zim. Um, yeah. So yeah, but nevertheless, exciting times ahead. Uh, unless we've got any other questions, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, any um, other sort of burning yeah. ones out there? Well, someone is asking if you can uh, uh, cast the quest, so show what you are seeing in game, and yes, you will be able yes. to do that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the idea is that it will be the same functionality as the Go, so you'll be able to cast to your mobile phone or tablet. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not sure about TVs just yet, but that's been rumored. Um, and if you want to record or stream content, you can do that directly from the headset itself. But of course, you can only stream directly to your own personal Facebook page right now. Although, again, we've talked to Oculus about this, and hopefully they can add more services in the future. Yeah. yeah. So again, if you want to, like for the people that are watching right now, if you want to know more about the Rift S and the Quest, go back to the previous episode because we went really in depth of oh. why you should buy it or why you shouldn't buy uh, these headsets. So go check it out because I still think it's super relevant. Yeah. And it was really nice. I, I love our answer as well. Oh, it was lovely. I was going to say, I love the top comment on that video as well, which was like, oh, Vive Index just, just launched. Maybe this will change their opinions. And I think so far, the opinion I've gotten from this round table is very simple. It's we're going to buy all three headsets. So I'm, I'm sorry if that wasn't the answer you're looking for, but feck it, we are deep into this VR thing. <laughs> well, basically, we're buying all these headsets so we can tell you what headset exactly. would be the best one for you based on what you are interested in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we, we are like, oh, we need to buy them all because we need to try them all for a personal, like, no, it's to broaden, like, broaden our, like, knowledge of what VR is and what's best. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. If, if I was buying this just for me, I'd still buy all three. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they all, they all serve different purposes. Zim, Zim's basically sold one Ask of his children guy. so we could buy yeah, a headset. Exactly. I was like, oh, well, I have other stuff to pay as well. But yeah. okay, yeah, sure. But anyway, uh, so we've gone on we've gone on for long enough, almost over two hours, I think now. So uh, we're going to wrap the show up. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us live. Uh, apologies for the slight delay in the start and the uh, issue with my webcam. We'll get it all sorted next week. I uh, hope you have a great week in VR. We'll be back next week with the freshest news for you. So tune in then. Until then, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Take care. See ya, guys. See ya.